Saul Luckman. In the lonely and starkly beautiful high desert of northern New Mexico, my apprenticeship in the ways of spirit intensified as winter approached. For the first time, I glimpsed, if briefly and inchoately, a foundational truth that would go on to inform every aspect of my work in DNA activation. Spirit is not just energy, as it currently is understood by most Westerners, but a form of consciousness that underwrites all being. True healing, which I have called holing but which also might be described as transformation, being fundamentally spiritual in nature, cannot be achieved without activation of higher consciousness through energetic means of one kind or another. Since everything is a form of conscious energy, including our bodies, activating ourselves energetically to raise our consciousness often, if not always, results in physical improvement. Integrating this higher consciousness requires knowledge and acceptance of the fact that from the limited perspective of our egos, we really do not control much of anything in our lives. To get at this important truth, I often say that life lives us by which I mean something rather different from the old hippie adage to just go with the flow. Going with the flow implies a lack of guiding purpose behind our existence, a disposition to let things happen as they may and accept whatever occurs with a detached expression and shrug of the shoulders. When we acknowledge that life lives us, on the other hand, we still are riding the currents of our individual destiny. But if I may reason oxymoronically, by embracing our true purpose and potential as beings embodying particular aspects of great spirit, which expresses itself through us, we embrace a decidedly more active role in our personal surrender and service to divine will. Here, it is important to emphasize that unlike much Eastern spirituality, in no way do I advocate that we suppress, repress or attempt to destroy our egos. Achieving healing and transformation does not mean that we instantly dissolve back into the primordial soup of source where we completely lose all sense of individuality. Rather, genuine holing involves a willingness to evolve our perception of identity away from a self-mired in separation and fragmentation, to an identity rooted in the self from which all things of a seemingly individual nature flow. Ken Carey eloquently describes the relationship between spirit and ego, for if your ego is a reflection of spirit, then even at its core, your ego is spirit. In a healthy state, both spirit and ego perform their respective roles equally centered in God. During the healing process, as consciousness increases, Carrie explains that your sense of self blossoms into an accurate awareness of who you are. This transformed awareness includes your former sense of being one among many, but it also includes an awareness, rooted in the singularity of eternal being from which all individuality unfolds. Lacking such awareness, you remain a latent possibility, a programmed product of human culture you are not truly yourself. The awakening process, the shift in consciousness that is fundamental to genuine healing and transformation, can be envisioned as an evolutionary movement from victim consciousness, in which we see ourselves as separate from the world, to unity consciousness, in which we realize not just that we are part of the world, but that we are the world. Surrender at the level of our ego to this thoroughgoing personal metamorphosis, which is guided in all instances by our higher self, is not optional. Rather, surrender is the first, all-important step in our ongoing journey toward realization of our inherent potential. To be absolutely clear, as I am using the term, surrender does not mean that we must maintain a lukewarm attitude relative to the occasionally frustrating and sometimes bewildering unfoldment of our lives. To the contrary, as we evolve our perspective and raise our consciousness, we begin to appreciate surrender to the spiritual guidance of our higher self as a viable means to an end, the only workable strategy for healing, holding and becoming the complete individuals we were meant to be. The reason my partner Lee and I counsel clients to listen to their intuition and engage their imagination when making decisions is that spirit always speaks to us through the heart. Anything coming from the head is likely unchecked ego and usually serves to sidetrack us. Not that we ever fully surrender the ego. 
As we move forward on our path of conscious personal mastery, the ego continues to play a valuable role by, most importantly, helping us protect and care for our physical body so that we may fulfill our spiritual purpose. But having awakened to our true divine nature through stepping into unity consciousness, the ego no longer is leading the way. Instead of being our guide, the ego is now a follower, and this is as it should be. Qigong, which is associated with Taoism, was a wonderful teacher in what I like to call the art of allowing, for which the Taoist term in Chinese, Wu Wei, can be translated as doing by not doing. As opposed to mentally directed action, considered artificial, the philosophy of Wu Wei, which is at the heart of both Taoism and Qigong, encourages intuitive, or natural, action. As a practical example, the doing nothing of remaining motionless hugging the tree results in doing something obviously life-affirming by pulling huge amounts of bioenergy that can be used for healing, creativity, sex, and many other activities. From a more philosophical perspective, the practice of Wu Wei can be thought of as your ego, you learning to get out of your spirit's way so that thy will be done and miracles of personal healing and transformation can occur. As an American with a background in mainstream academics, the idea that there was any art to allowing initially was every bit as foreign to me as the words Wu Wei. Although I considered myself a free thinker, I quickly discovered that I was far more culturally conditioned in the ways of ego, individualism, materialism and having to make things happen than I was comfortable admitting. Shockingly, for something whose chief requirement was doing nothing, Wu Wei was the hardest thing I had ever, not, done. I came very close to throwing in the towel, cutting down the tree instead of hugging it every day. Having facilitated the regenetics method for years now and worked with many westernized clients, I know I am far from alone in my culturally ingrained tendency to doubt the power of spiritual energy and resist allowing things to manifest naturally. Not infrequently, Lee and I receive emails from clients following their potentiation like this. Client, I just can't tell if I'm making any progress. I'm trying so hard. Us, we're sorry to hear that. How in particular do you feel that you're not making progress? Client, well, I just feel rough all the time. I know I'm detoxing. Our last conversation really helped me understand that part of the process. But it's just so uncomfortable. Us, it certainly can be difficult. If you don't mind our asking, are you doing any other things besides regenetics to get well? Client, oh, yeah. Lots of things. Us, like what? Client, well, I'm doing ionized foot baths to draw out toxins, three times a week. I'm also getting regular lymphatic drainage and using a zapper several hours a day for parasites. I take a lot of homeopathics and supplements. And I just started a round of colonics and a colon cleansing diet. Us, hold on. You're doing all of that, in addition to having just received potentiation a few months ago? Client, yeah. What's the matter? Us, didn't you read in our materials to proceed gently with other modalities, since potentiation can be a powerful activation? Client, of course. I just thought that, you know, since regenetics only involves energy, I had to make something happen here. Do you think maybe I'm pushing myself too hard? Fortunately, I had an excellent Qigong teacher who helped me integrate the art of allowing into my life because he was a living example of its power to strengthen the body. From a chronically fatigued and emaciated young man on his deathbed, he had transformed through his own practice of Qigong and Wu Wei into a robust, physically imposing martial artist who appeared the epitome of radiant physical health. I am forever grateful to my teacher, a generous and gifted person whom I credit with helping me get back on my feet at one of the lowest points of my dark night of the soul. But as one suffering acutely from chronic fatigue myself, I observed two subtle behaviors on his part that made me question whether he really had cured his illness, or simply had put it into remission by building up vast qi reserves through continuous qigong practice.
my teacher's dependence on Qigong was itself a possible sign that all was not entirely well in him. By his own admission, if he skipped hugging the tree more than a day or two, he started to feel lousy. But even more indicative that his health probably remained compromised at a deep level was that he felt compelled to maintain a very strict diet, one nearly as severe as my own that almost completely avoided sugars and starches, which he admitted he still did not tolerate well. In retrospect, my teacher's unrelenting food sensitivities were a red flag that, despite years of Qigong practice and an ascetic lifestyle, suggested he remained damaged genetically, most likely by vaccines. Later, as I became aware of the role vaccines play in inducing autoimmunity, and thus many allergies, by negatively programming DNA, I started to wonder if it might be possible to reprogram damaged DNA to a state of healthy functioning. I asked myself if this kind of reset might be capable of undoing sensitivities and other symptoms experienced by individuals suffering from autoimmune conditions such as chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, multiple chemical sensitivity, MCS, and other essentially empty diagnoses. Although I enjoyed Qigong and never had been opposed to hard work, I wondered if there might be an even purer form of Wu Wei, an even more effective method of engaging the art of allowing that would empower me, and maybe others, to heal at a more profound level and leave behind meditation and daily practice in favor of being fully present in the world of daily activity. It was this line of passively purposeful questioning, made possible by Wu Wei in the first place, that steered me unerringly downstream during the development of potentiation. Adapted from the international bestseller Potentiate Your DNA, a practical guide to healing and transformation with the Regenetics Method. Copyright Saul Luckman. All rights reserved. Disclaimer, the developers and all certified facilitators of the Regenetics Method offer DNA activation as educators and ordained ministers, not medical doctors, and do not purport to diagnose, prevent or treat illness of any kind. Regenetics Method information and sessions are offered, and accepted, as exercises of freedom of speech and religion. The developers and facilitators of the Regenetics Method make no recommendations, claims, promises or guarantees relative to specific health challenges. You are solely responsible for your own medical treatment and care. Saul Luckman is a pioneering painter whose work has been featured on mainstream book covers, the fast-paced trading game Bazaar, and at least one tattoo on a female leg last sighted in Australia. He's also an acclaimed author whose books include the international best-selling Conscious Healing, which you can read free online, and its popular sequel, Potentiate Your DNA, available in English and Spanish. Saul's visionary novel Snooze, A Story of Awakening, The Coming-of-Age Tale of One Extraordinary Boy's Awakening to the World-Changing Reality of His Dreams, won the 2015 National Indie Excellence Award for New Age Fiction. Building on this deep dive into lucid dreaming, parallel universes and Hindu mysticism, Saul's new novel, Callie the Destroyer, is a page-turner of a sci-fi tale set in an Orwellian future seated in the dystopian present that radically rewrites Gnosticism as well as the origins of the earth and humanity. On the lighter side, Saul's popular book of satire, The Angel's Dictionary, a spirited glossary for the little devil in you, received the 2017 National Indie Excellence Award for Humor. Learn more about Saul's art and writing at www.crowrising.com.